brought your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. And um, I appreciate uh, the choir singing. uh, How the Lord answers us in different ways. And we always don't understand. And we're waiting for answers. And sometimes we don't get those answers when we want them. And sometimes it comes like a you know, a blast of thunder and sometimes like lightning and, and sometimes it's just a whisper from the Lord that he speaks to us and so it's in a whisper. And then sometimes it takes a mountain, takes a desert uh, for us to draw close to the Lord like we need to be. And, and I've been, been in those places and perhaps you have too or maybe you're in one of those places to this, uh, this morning. And so um, I changed my sermon um, I changed my sermon during the week, and and then last night, early this morning, God's still speaking on another subject, and so I, this is what it's boiled down to, renewed faith, renewed faith, and I want us to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9, if you would follow along, 1 Peter 1, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To the pilgrims of the dispersion, or dispersion in Pontus, Glacia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be be revealed in the last time. Verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom, having not seen, you love. And though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come and bring our offering of worship to you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the hymns. Thank you for the praise songs special music, thank you for our choir, everything, Lord, kindly pointed to this message, and I thank you, Lord, for uh, bringing this message to me and to our people this morning, your people. Thank you for all that you do for us in our life. We pray now that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. Give me the recall that I need. Lord, I pray that your Spirit go from person to person And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Renewed faith. 
Has there ever been a time in your life when your faith was weak? Has there ever been a time in your life when your faith was weak? Have you ever asked, as the apostles ask in Luke chapter 17, verse 5, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, just increase my faith. I place my faith, my trust in Jesus Christ. And I believed the gospel when I was 11 years old. I know that I'm saved. But I believe at the same time that God would have us to renew our commitment of faith in Him in times of trouble, in times of trials, in times of suffering, and in times of hurt. Now, I want to share something about that word renew. It kind of leads into our study on heaven tonight. I'll be talking about uh, this renewed place, this earth that uh, Christ is going to make new. But this word, renew, renew our faith in Him. There are several words that begin with the R-E prefix. The R-E prefix. Reconcile. Redeem. Restore. Return. Renew. Regenerate. Words that begin with the R-E prefix. Those words suggest to return to the original condition that was ruined or that was lost. Renewed means to make new again. It means to restore to the original state. So I'm talking about renewing your faith. Going back to where you first placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And for whatever reason, for whatever trial, for whatever tribulation, it weakened, it weaned. And you need to renew that faith. And I believe we need to renew our faith uh, on a day-to-day basis. Lord, renew my faith today in you. Don't let me get sidetracked and, and believe in something the devil would have me to believe that's really not true. Lord, renew my faith in you. So we're talking about renewing our faith in the Lord Jesus. Years ago, I was speaking to a person going through a very difficult time. And I reminded him of the power of God over any situation in his life. And he, his statement was this. He says, yeah. I know, but I still don't have the answers to my questions. I know what you're saying. He has power over everything in my life, but I still don't have the answers to my questions. Friend, let me tell you something. There's going to be many questions in life that you will never find the answers to. You'll say, well, I'll find them when I get to heaven. You won't care about it when you get to heaven. I promise you, you'll never think about it when you get to heaven or what you didn't know here on earth. You'll be so glad you're in heaven, first of all. You'll be so glad you're there. You're not going to think about all that stuff, especially when it comes to hurt and pain and suffering and abuse and discouragement. The list goes on and on. However, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ to save me and to get me through those difficult times, those tough times, not only to save me, I put my faith in Him to save me, but also to get me through those tough times in my life, that, those tough times in life that I, I don't have the answers to, that I don't understand. 
And so today as believers, we need to renew our faith, renew our trust in Jesus Christ to get us through the tough times in life. You may be going through something, and it's tough, and you don't understand it, and you're wondering why this and why that, and you don't have those answers. Don't worry about that. Put your faith and trust in Him. Don't worry about the answers when you don't have the answers. Just trust Him to work it out for you, and He will. So the question is, why do I need to renew my faith commitment to Jesus Christ? First of all, if you're taking notes, because of Him. Because of Him. In times of hurt and pain and sorrow and suffering, we have a living hope. Look at verse 3. Do you see that? Verse 3. Because of Him, who He is, because of Him, blessed be the God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Because of Jesus, I have a living hope. A living hope. Regardless of what we experience on earth, it's not the final chapter, my friend. Regardless of what we experience on earth, our final chapter is not here. Our final chapter is in heaven. Now let me pause here just a moment. We're teaching at 5 o'clock on Sunday evening about heaven. I've learned so much about heaven. This will be our third session about heaven. Tonight's going to be remarkable about heaven. Are you going to heaven? You don't have to raise your hand or say anything. If you're going to heaven, let me ask, do you know anything about the place you're going to? You say, well, I got saved to go to heaven. Do you know anything about the place you're going to? What does he mean when he says God's going to create a new, heaven, new heavens and a new earth? What does he mean by that? What do we mean by the, 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 um, the unembodied state where the Spirit goes after we die? What do we mean by eternal heaven? What do we mean by present heaven and then eternal heaven? What do we mean by those terms? If you're going to heaven, you need to know this. You say, well, I'll just be so glad to get there. Well, you need to know where you're going. You need to know about where you're going. So if you have an opportunity, nothing that's really Nothing really worth missing knowing about where you're going one day when you die. Come at 5 o'clock and learn about heaven. Learn about where you're going. Verse 3 says that we have a living hope based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The point being, since God brought Jesus through His painful trials, through His crucifixion on the cross, through His death, through the grave experience, I know that Jesus will bring me through whatever I'm facing. He brought Him through it. I have this living hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that whatever I go through, God's going to bring me through. So, why do I renew my faith in Jesus Christ? Because we have a living hope in Christ. Why do I renew my faith in Jesus Christ? Because we have a permanent inheritance. Look at verse 4. Permanent inheritance. To an inheritance. Look at verse 3. The, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you. And so I renew my faith in Christ every day. God, my faith is in you. Whatever I experience today, I know you're going to work that out. My trust is in you, Lord. 
I'm not worrying about anything because I have a permanent inheritance. Verse 4. You say, Brother Sammy, where do you live? Well, Judy and I, we live on 85 Metal Drive, Phil Campbell, Alabama. That's, that's where we live right now. However, that's, not our, that's just a temporary address. That's not my final address. That's a temporary address. It's an inheritance, incorruptible, which means it's, undes- it's, it's uh, indestructible. In other words, my, my inheritance in heaven's not going to burn down, be destroyed. My inheritance in heaven's not going to be blown away with a tornado and destroyed and wiped off the face of this earth. But my inheritance is indestructible. It's undefiled. That means it's not stained. It's undefiled. It's, 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 uh, it's not defiled. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not stained. It's, it fades not away. In other words, it'll always be valuable. My place in heaven has no depreciation. My faith in heaven uh, will always have its said value that the Bible says that it has. And so when, I, when pain and suffering and heartache comes, we need to just pause and say, Lord, I'm renewing my faith in you. Same faith I had when I asked you to save me. I ask you to save me, and I know you're going to take care of me till you bring me into your presence in that place called heaven, and you'll be taken care of there. So why do we renew our faith on a day-to-day basis? First of all, we have a living hope. We do that because we have a permanent address. We do that in Jesus. Why do I, why do I renew my faith in Jesus? Because we have, a divine, we have divine protection. See that? Divine protection. Now notice what he says there in um, verse 5. He says, we are kept by the power of God through faith. Kept. Now kept is one of the most important words in this entire passage. The story's told about this Scotsman who was uh, leaving instructions about what would be his epitaph on his tombstone. And the instructions were just this. He said it'd be one word. One word. What's that? Kept. Kept. Epitaph. Here lies so-and-so, so-and-so. Kept. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe God can keep you? you do you believe He can keep you? You see, there's, there's nothing in the world, no suffering, no trial, no pain, no disease, no heartache, not death itself can steal God's protection over our lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. We're kept. We're protected. Romans 8, verse 37. Listen to what God's Word says. Verse 37 and, and verse uh, 39. Talks about this being kept. He says, Romans eight thirty-seven. Yet in all these things, We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. You yourself cannot be separated from God. If you wanted to, you cannot be. If you're truly saved. 
any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I renew my faith in Him because I have a living hope. I renew my faith in Jesus because I have a permanent inheritance. I renew my faith because I have, I have this divine protection I'm kept. And then I renew my faith in Jesus because in Him my faith will be developed. My faith is being developed in those hard times. Regardless of what you may be going through this morning, I mean, your trouble won't be a long season. It may seem long to you, but it, it really won't be a long season. Look at verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. You see that? Now for a little while, just a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. And I renew my faith because when I do that in Christ Jesus, my faith is developed. So regardless of what you may be going through this morning, your trouble won't be a long season. They seem long but it really won't be long. Our problems are just temporal. They're not eternal. Whatever I'm going through now is temporal. It's not going to last long. It'll be over one day. It's not eternal. You know, I, I, perhaps there's been things I've been through in my life and I'm thinking, I, I'm never going to get over this. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I, I can't think of any right now that I didn't get over. I mean, it lasted for a little while. It was grievous while it was going on. But now it's behind me, and God got me through all of it. And so the problems are just temporal. They're not eternal. And you say, well, Brother Samuel, why does God permit these trials and troubles and tribulations? Well, Peter said that it's through these trials and tests that our faith is being developed. Look at verse 7. That the genuineness of your faith... Now, look at verse 6. Let's take these two together. In this you greatly rejoice, and that you have a home in heaven, you have an inheritance, and you're kept. You rejoice in that. <clears throat> but then he goes on and says, Though now, for a little while, it, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials. They're going through persecution in First, in first Peter. We, we have never been through the any type of persecution like our Christian brothers and sisters were going through here, and like others are going through in the world. We've never, we've never been put to death for our faith. Uh, I'm not going to say that's not going to happen one day. It could happen. But he says, listen, that you're going through these things, you're grieved by various trials. Verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith, you have genuine faith? Is your faith genuine? You see, there's two types of faith, and you've heard me say this before, if you're new here, but you haven't, but there's two faiths. There's the faith we say we have, and then there's that genuine, biblical, salvation faith. We put our faith in Jesus Christ, our trust in Jesus Christ, unwavering faith, maybe weak at times, but there's either, you either have a say-so faith, or you've got a sure foundation, biblical faith. 
And your faith's going to be called on. Mine is too from time to time. And what's ever in the bucket, when it gets sloshed around, what's ever in there is going to come out. And it'll be that say-so faith, or it'll be sound, biblical, I trust you, Jesus faith. So verse 7, the genuine of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, trials and troubles and hurt and pain and sorrow, it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. My goodness. And so you see, when gold is mined, gold is, is put in a, a smelter, it's put in a furnace, and the impurities are burned out of that gold. And the purpose of that furnace is not to destroy the gold, but to purify the gold. And that's what Peter's saying here. These, these trials is not to destroy you, but it's to purify your faith. It's to make pure faith. It's to make your faith purer. So when God allows us to go through this furnace, this pain, this suffering, these trials, the furnace is not to destroy us, but God wants the pure gold of our faith. That's what He's looking for. That's what He wants. So keep in mind when trials come that it's a test of our faith and what you will have. Say so faith or that, that, that actual, uh, I put my faith and trust in Jesus faith, that gold faith. God wants the pure gold of our faith. So I put my trust in Jesus to have my faith develop. I put my, I renew my trust to have my faith develop. I renew my trust, my faith, because we have an unseen Savior. Do you see that in verse 8? Look at verse 8. Next verse. Speaking of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. You know, Peter's telling us, you may be in a furnace of suffering, but you're not alone. You're not, you're not by yourself. Because, because you, have, you have someone with you. You may not be able to lay eyes on him, but you have somebody with you. One of my favorite songs goes like this. I'll read it. I'm trusting to the unseen hand that guides me through this weary land. And some sweet day I'll reach that strand still guided by the unseen hand. This hand has led through shadows drear and while it leads I have no fear. I know twill lead me to that home where sin nor sorrow error can come. I long to see my Father's face and sing the story I've been saved by grace and there upon the golden strand I'll praise Him for His guiding hand. I'm trusting in the unseen hand that guides me through this weary land and some sweet day I'll reach that strand still guided by the unseen hand. Oh, we'd love to see Him right now, but we don't. But we, have, we know His unseen hand his unseen hand is guiding us listen to john john chapter 24 the disciples are gathered and they're in this upper room you know and they've seen jesus and thomas is there and in verse 27 and uh, let's 
see, I think it's John 20. Make sure I have the right verse. Yeah, verse 27, John 20, 27. He said to Thomas, John 20, verse 27, Reach your finger here, look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Verse 28, And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my guide. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. And then he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We haven't seen him yet, but we know him. And we'll see him one day. We'll see him face to face. And we'll see him as we are known. We'll be like him in a glorified body. We'll be like him. You know, and, and although we can't see Him, we know He's with us. We know that He's guiding us. We know He speaks to us. And He makes that plain in His Word. In Psalm 23, verse 4, He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. And then in Matthew 28, 20, after the Great Commission, and He says, Hey, lo, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. And then Hebrews thirteen fifty six, he said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. And then Daniel, Daniel, over in Daniel chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 24, one verse there. The king Nebuchadnezzar, he was astonished, and he goes to the lion's den to check and see about this Daniel guy. And the king Nebuchadnezzar, he was astonished, and he rose in haste, and he spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. And he says, Look, in verse 25, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I don't know what you're going through today, but I promise you, based on his word, you're not by yourself as a believer. He's guiding you with His unseen hand, and He's in the fire with you. Don't ever doubt that. So today we need to renew our commitment of our faith in Jesus to get through the tough times in life. And when we don't understand, when we don't know the answer, because first, in Jesus we have a living hope. In Jesus we have a personal inheritance. In Jesus we have divine un protection in Jesus we have an unseen savior and I'll close real quick with this in Jesus we have a guaranteed deliverance you see that in verse 9 look at verse 9 receiving the end of your faith oh what's it all about it's all over with well what's at the end of it the salvation of your souls one day we're going to be delivered from all pain and suffering and heartache and trials but unto then I'm going to continue to renew my faith, my trust in Him. What about you? Have you placed your faith and trust in Him for your salvation? I remember I was 11 years old when I was saved. And I pray that even our, our students in here today, they've asked Christ to come into their life and save them. Because you reach a certain age, you know right from wrong. And the moment you know right from wrong, then you're responsible for your own salvation. And so be very careful. Be very careful. Even as a student, even as a senior adult, even as 
the young adults or the middle-aged adults, have you placed faith in Jesus Christ to be your Savior? Faith in Him and Him alone. Some of you today, no doubt, you need to trust Christ, Jesus, for your salvation because you're lost without Him. You're lost. Jesus said there's only two types of people in the world. That's the saved and the unsaved. Jesus said there's either the sheep and there's the goats. There's only two. There's only two roads. One leads to heaven, the other leads to hell, damnation. There's only two. There's only two. And so today, you need to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're not saved, if you would come today, the angels in heaven will rejoice. And not only will they rejoice, but we'll rejoice here if you'll give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. You say, well, Brother Sammy, uh, I'm a pretty good person. Well, being a good person, um, the Bible says our righteousness are as filthy rags. If my righteousness are filthy rags, think what my sin is before God. And he says your righteousness are as filthy rags. So being a good person is not going to get you to heaven. That's one of the sad things about hell is that there are a lot of good people going to be in hell because they trusted in their own righteousness and not the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Good works won't get you across your finger and hoping you're not going to go. That's not going to get you to heaven. That'll get you to hell as quick as anything. And death don't end it all. A lot of people think death just ends it all. Death, death really don't end it. That just ushers in eternity future immediately. And so today, would you be willing to confess that you're a sinner? Turn from your sins. Turn to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Accept what He did there on the cross for you. He died on the cross, shed His blood for you, took my place, took your place on that cross, experienced the, the, the wrath of God on my behalf for where I could have forgiveness for my sins. And if I reject what he did, then I have to pay for my sins myself in that place called hell. But if I receive him and receive what he did for me in my life, put my faith in him and nothing else, then my sins are forgiven and I have a home in heaven. You know, if you trust him today, you can be saved. You'll be saved. And so as a as an unbeliever, come and trust Him today. As, as a Christian today, do you need to renew your faith? Not for salvation, but do you need to renew your faith for these difficult times when you don't understand and have the answers? Do you need to come and say, Brother Sam, pray for me. I just need to renew my faith that I'll be strong and trust Jesus, trust God in what I'm going through. Do you want to... You want the struggle to end. You want redemption to win. Is your heart torn? Need mending? Are you worn? Do you need rest? Then come to Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity we've had to come into your presence. And Lord, in all of our singing, everything pointed to this sermon. I didn't share with Terry what I was preaching on a praise team, even, even, Lord, from the very beginning, it just kindly, it was all about trusting you. And thank you, Lord, for uh, giving me the sermon that you'd have me to preach today. And I pray for every person here this morning, so many decisions. Lord, I love every person here. 
Every person is my friend. They are. I believe I could call on any person here and they would help me in any way. And Lord, it would break my heart to know that one of them would die without you. And I pray today that your Holy Spirit would speak to their heart and let them see the need of coming to you for salvation while they have this opportunity. And Lord, for the Christian that's here, I pray, Lord, that they, whatever they're going through in their life, would renew that faith commitment they made when they were saved. And as they put their faith and trust in you for salvation, Lord, let them realize they also put their faith and trust in you to take care of them and to be with them and to help them and guide them and to give them that home in heaven. And, and Lord, I just pray today that they would renew that that faith, that salvation faith today, and they'd never doubt or waver, depend on you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. There are other decisions that need to be made, perhaps, and I pray people feel welcome to come. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.